Wendigo is actually also a lawyer. Yeah. He's Jewish. All Jewish lawyers. Yeah. So yeah, this is called Classic Interview number 40. We just did 41, so this is 42. And we have Wendigo back, the most consistent guest in podcast history. Yeah, and unfortunately, I have returned. So <laughs> to get to. A while Wendigo has appeared. <laughs> nah, how's it going? Fucking, man, I'm in New York, chilling with you guys. Shit is, shit's good. Vibing out, we just watched basketball game. I didn't, I didn't know much about what was going on, but, like, I learned a couple things. Well, I yeah, basketball is a very fire sport. Yeah. Like, my, my my sports, my view on sports is very limited. I don't watch much. So, that's interesting. But, shit, how you guys been doing in this, new, well, new apartment for Dillinger? Wendigo has been here, but, shit, you know, it's pretty cozy in here out in Brooklyn. And, shit, how you guys been, though, holding up? I haven't, like, this is the first time I've seen you guys in, since fall 2019. Pretty sure it was in September. Uh, no, you want to start first? You want to fill them in on how you're doing? Nah, I think go ahead. Ah, uh, yeah, man. You know, I've been cool. You know, I've definitely been uh, distraught over many a topic lately. Um, Bitcoin mad down right now, so I'm definitely, you know, in big planner mode, thinking about the future, thinking about the futures of uh, the futures of crypto. Um, outside of that, you know, nothing going on. Absolutely nothing. That's all I'm thinking about these days. It's just cryptocurrency. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just on the crypto shit now. I'm just an investor. So you don't even fuck with cash anymore? No. Nah. No, nah, it's straight crypto. Yeah, I haven't actually had a dollar bill in probably like fucking four weeks. Goddamn. Straight cards. Fucking apps. How do you feel about like countries going over to straight digital currency? I know Norway did that shit. I think it's lit. I think it's cool. I think that, honestly, like, there's a lot of good fucking reasons to do that. And um, me personally, as an early adopter of the new gold, a.k.a. Bitcoin, you know, it's all in my favor. So, hey, I'm cool with it. It's it's shit. It's like, I was thinking, like, yo, if if all the currency is digital, couldn't someone just hack that shit and give themselves, like, a million dollars? No, it's built on, like, programs and shit. Like, some of them can get hacked. Like, it's not so much like the currencies themselves can get hacked. Like, the exchange places for them can get hacked. But I feel like with a lot of the bigger ones nowadays, like, if you want to go trade cryptos on a lot of the biggest sites, they have you fucking do, like, ten different verification things. They have you write shit down in person. They have so much security on that shit. Now, like, it's possible, sure. But, like, I don't know. Someone can also just rob you. Well, the way that, the way that cryptocurrency works... The programs only allow for a set about the currency to be created from the start. Oh, word. Yeah, so there's only like a certain amount of shit. Yeah. Which is why it has value, because after a certain amount is gone, then it's like it's not going to be there anymore. Like, someone's not just going to like hack Bitcoin. Like, someone, like, you can like be trading Bitcoin on like a website and they can like hack your account, maybe. But like, you know, I think that there's always risks associated with finances. So I don't know. Like, that doesn't really worry me that much. I heard like a good amount of like American currency actually doesn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on, like, nothing. Like, it's, it's literally just numbers in the computer. It's created, yeah. Money ain't real. Like, it's crazy. It's cra- like, like, we were talking about, I think, off-camera. Like, it's crazy how Bitcoin just, like, all of a sudden people just decided one day, like, hey, this has monetary value. And now, like, it's, like, a legitimate, like, investment. 
Like you can trade the coin it's you can trade the currency itself, which is just like a wild concept to me that you can like just trade money to like yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, but people have been people have been making money off trading currencies way before like cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's just the newest form of that. Damn, see, I wasn't hip. So people like trading, like people are like profiting and like making money off trading like euros for pesos type shit. Um, they probably don't work not, like that. I don't not, know exactly how it works. Maybe not those like, exact currencies, but like yeah, and in ways and forms like that. I mean, like and that goes for a lot of things too, like even like gold and shit like that. Because you can trade, yeah. you can trade in resources. Like a lot, like the stock market itself has like futures, is what it's called. Basically, just like markets purely based on like actual raw resource, as opposed to like you know businesses or cryptos or whatever. It's just literally like quantities of things that are just on Earth. Yeah. Damn. See, I was, I'm not like I tried playing the stock market one time and shit, and I was just like, bro. I got way too much other shit to focus on right now. This is the learning curve. Yeah, I'm gonna look at the stock market. I, I never really got into that, but the Bitcoin shit, Dillinger just fucking put me onto one day. I don't know. I ain't know that much about it, but I just like I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, no. As far as the stock market, the only stock I would ever invest in is Tesla. Tesla. I, yeah, I have a bunch of shares in Apple too, but that's been losing me money. I'm fucking with Tesla, bro. I like the idea because like I'm I really I'm really behind like trying to switch get off fossil fuels and shit. So I like the direction Tesla's going. But I don't know how I feel about fucking self-driving cars and shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really fuck with self-driving cars either. But I don't know. I mean, like, based on what we just did today, driving through the highways of New York, I don't know how well a self-driving car would be at. That's what I'm saying. around that. But technology has made great strides. And I guess now we're just living in the at that point in time where like shit happens that's like so crazy that like it's even crazy as it's happening to you. Yeah. Like I feel like back in like the early like nineteen hundreds or whatever, if a nigga saw like an electric car, he would be like, Oh, that's crazy. But or a car period maybe. I don't know. But now I saw when I saw an electric car for the first time I was like, Oh, you know, it's just a car that's electric. But if I see a car that drives itself, I kind of have nothing to ever base <laughs> that on. I just, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. yeah no, I've never been in one. I've never actually seen one. See, so, yeah, my opinion on that is, like, right now, like, just no. Like, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, cool. But I have no real opinion on it. Just purely up to that, like, it's, like, space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, like, I just don't trust it, bro. Like, I, I don't I don't think I could just sit there and let my car drive itself and just be, like, chilling, like... I honestly, I feel like if there was a lot of them on the road, I feel like it would actually make a lot of sense. If, if there was a lot of them on the road, I think yeah, that, 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 became, that would work. If that became the standard... Being driven already. No, if yeah. that became the standard, if there was a lot of stuff... I do imagine at some point, they probably just all start, like, talking to each other, and then it's like, yeah, like, this car is definitely not going to crash because like, it can, like, communicate with the other cars... Yeah. Network. I'm sure that's probably going to become a thing. People get, like, radios and talk shit to each other. <laughs> well, I don't know if I... I don't even know if I really want fucking cars and shit, like, talking and communicating with each other because... No, nah, I'm just... much yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It'd be like... It'd be like... about cars. You said power. I think it's other machines that are far scarier than cars. Yeah, Will Smith already tried to warn us about this. Yeah, I feel like... I robot. Like personally, you know, in terms of the killer robots, the ones that are being made by like DARPA and shit are way scarier than like the cars. iRobot is also a legendary movie. Yes, because we were on top of movies great earlier. Movie. That's a I great movie. A movie. Great movie. I don't even watch movies a lot, and I can I can really get behind that. Movie that movie gets a lot of hate too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard nothing about that. Getting hate. I, I robot gets hate, man. I guess hate. Let's jump into some of these questions because we didn't do this in part one, and I think it'll, like, it'll be more licks. We got both of you here now too. All right, because we just completely forgot. So these are the questions that people sent you on um, Instagram. On IG, there's some of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> should I should, should I just avoid the completely ridiculous one? No, I'll, I'll answer whatever. <laughs> you'll, you'll answer why your ball's so fat. Wait, what? What'd you ask them? Yeah, I just said questions for Christ Dillinger. And they said, why are your balls so fat? Yeah. Wendigo, why are Christ Dillinger's balls so fat? Bro, I, there's not even an answer to that. It's that like, there's some things in this world just don't really need an explanation. That was a great answer. Moving on. Yeah, you know what? A lot of you guys don't know, Wendigo is actually also a lawyer. Yeah. He's Jewish. All Jews are lawyers. Yeah. So he's just like, whenever I feel like Christ is a little shady, I'm going to direct it to Wendigo. Is it like... He'll let me know whether or not I can, you know, or he'll, he'll answer for me. Yeah. So it's like a taught, they teach you to be like a lawyer. You're just nah, born nah, you knowing know, like the how law. birds, they come out of like, they, they're born and like, they kind of just like have the instinct to fly. Yeah. They can't do it quite, but you know, they know they're going to do it. It's the similar shit. It's like when I was born, like, I just like knew I was like a lawyer. I knew what I had to do. It's like breathing, you know, like, yeah, this fucking came out knowing that shit. <laughs> he just came out knowing how, to, knowing how to be a lawyer. Yeah, you know, it's innate knowledge. There's a whole idea of the blank slate, you know, philosophically, and that's mostly true. But for Jews, it's not entirely a blank slate. It's a little bit on the slate. <laughs> Can you hit the quan? What is the quan? It's like a dance. No. Nah, Christ Jones does not hit the quan. What's your favorite monkey? I like, um, I like Gibbons. <laughs> Gibbons? Gibbons are hard, yeah. Gibbons are mad hard, and, uh, like, I like spider monkeys, obviously. Yeah. Spider monkeys. The spider monkeys look like aliens. What'd you say? You said those almost look like aliens, right? Nigga, what the hell did you just say? Nigga said those like aliens. I said spider monkeys look like aliens. Spider monkeys look like spider monkeys. <laughs> I fuck with Donkey Kong. That's the question? Nah, it's the, the, my favorite oh, monkey. I fuck know, with Donkey yeah. Kong. Now, Donkey Kong's all lit. I fuck you know, with him. The Donkey I, Kong rap from back in the day? This Donkey Kong rap? You ever heard of the Donkey Kong rap? No. Shit, you gotta. You shouldn't talk about you this. Got, your lawyer you advised re- you to stay clear of this topic. <laughs> Alright, yeah, no, I don't think I can. Yeah, I can't. I can't really comment on that. What's your favorite song of each Spider Gang member? That's actually not a bad question. That's a retarded question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not answering that shit. Yeah. I can't, like, tell you. Like, I don't know. Fucking. Yeah, that's a retarded I question. I don't know. When, you, when are you going to run for president? You already said 2028. 2028, yeah. And you're going you're gonna to just run under the Supreme Overlord Joe Biden. I don't think I can answer that question. Either. That's what you said. That's what you said. <laughs> I said that earlier? Yeah. When did you say that? I need to clear that up. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's on video. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, I think that uh, what what you heard was um, <laughs> that there was going to be a presidential race in 2028, and, uh, you know, Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, really, was actually endorsing Dillinger was his vice president in the race. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're going to overthrow Joe Biden? No. Nah. Joe Biden's on the team. You were consistent with that question. We love Sleepy Joe. 
When? Okay. All right. Uh, that's a bad question. Damn, you know Which crazy? spiders was I your... could actually name my favorite song from every Spider game ever. Right, I'm saying it's not a I terrible I, question. I think I can actually do it. I can't. All their songs. None of their songs. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which spiders would survive in the wilderness? Oh, oh yeah. We, we All right. <laughs> in the, if we were in the wilderness... Spiders that, are, spiders that are surviving in the order of survival efficiency. Number one, Christ Dillinger. Number two, Wendigo. Number three, Lil Darky. Number four. He was a boy scout. He's an eagle scout. Exactly. He does what he's doing. Yeah. So why would he be number three? Wouldn't he be number we, one? We're still somewhat better than him, but he's, no. like, but he's, he's up there. He's top yeah. three. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. okay. Three, so right. he's still like S tier. Yeah. Number four. Let's this. The person who's not surviving in the wilderness is... For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, Edison. Yeah, Edison. No, I'm gonna get to that. Let me get, let me get to that. I'm gonna get to that. All right. So who did I say now? I said, oh yeah, I said us. Okay. So fucking Darkies number three. Yeah. Number four, MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Number five, so Genascus, Genascus. Number six, Salsa. I can see Salsa. He's from Australia. He's just there's so yeah, much crazy shit out there. Reason, He's just yeah. got to be able to survive. Yeah. Living in Australia is just so crazy. Yeah. And then um, number seven. Like, like, nah, like, not like, not like, not, like, not Yeah, Brumain. Brumain would last. And then oh, and then Corpse. Of course, would be with Brumain. Yeah. So they'll be yeah. So they'll be fine. And then um, after Corpse and Brumain, probably. Teenage disaster. Yeah, Teenage disaster. I want to say Teenage disaster. I was going to say maybe A14. I thought A14 is not going to be that good. Yeah, A14 is 10. He ain't really, he, he ain't going to get this again. But uh, Flacco's definitely going to be 11, yeah. and Edison is going to be 12. Well, hold on, hold on. Cubensis is going to fucking die. He's not going <laughs> to yeah, survive. Well, yeah, he's going to make the list. He's the worst, so yeah. we're missing someone, though. I think... Black? Yeah, black. Oh, black. black is the bottom. Black is Yeah, dead. black is also black dead. Is yeah, no, no, good thing we forgot yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, he's dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't got to change the order of the list. Yeah, no, he's black black. already, yeah, black fried. Damn. Yeah, black and Cubensis is the damn bad yeah, worst in the world. Yeah, they're fucked. Someone said looks like Unless Elijah black Woods. figures out a way to construct alcohol in the wild. Yeah, which is pretty easy to do. We yeah. can do that. Yeah. I know how to do that. Yeah. You just, like, ferment fruit, basically. It's really easy to do. Well, shit. And then, like, you could, like, find, like, a sweetener out there of some sort. Fuck, you don't even gotta have that. Just take that shit straight. <laughs> yeah. What's up, dog? Oh, sweet shit, dog. <laughs> well, all alcohols, they... Eh, never mind. I'm not gonna go into how to make alcohol. That'd be bad to teach the childrens. They'd be in their, they're in their rooms making shit because we went over how to do an interview. But they already are watching us <laughs> talk about this. Bro, there's talk. videos on YouTube on how to make pipe bombs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But Call Classic doesn't endorse it. No, nah, not at all. But I mean, like, who the fuck does? And YouTube just has yeah. that shit up there. But they're mad because I'll be smoking a well, blunt. Shit, you might, you might be, shit, you might be mad at somebody and you say, you know, extract revenge. But, you know, we don't do that. We just spread the good word. Man, that's it. If you're dumb enough to go on YouTube and try to look at how to make a pipe bomb, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up. But, um, yeah, what else? <laughs> fucking moron. People making bombs out of, like, crockpots and shit. I don't know anything about that. 
I don't be watching too much bombing. I just I just know it's out there. I don't I don't actually watch the video. How I don't do you shit like that? So, are there any big music projects coming up? Of course, nope. we just interviewed you about the album. But yeah, that's the only one. After that, Spider Gang is actually over. <laughs> Spider Gang is just done. Yeah. So why the breakup? You know. Mm. That, that's kind of like a touchy subject, honestly. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm I'm not really one to disclose such sensitive data right now. You want to speak on this? No. As his lawyer, do you advise that he speak on the break of a spider game? Hell no. And fucking tattoo questions and exclamations. I feel like we went over that in the first interview. But like, have you got any? Let's do Wendigo's tattoos. Wendigo's tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got. This is the most obvious one. Oh wait, let me explain them. You you explain. Explain the tattoo. So this one right here is. The ancient scarab of Jew Gaza. So back when the Jews invaded Egypt early in the Bible, mm-hmm. they left a lot of fucking um, spiders there. And this is a tattoo of one, a, a clear depiction actually of one of the spider scarab gods that they used to worship back then in those times. All right. Yeah. Good shit, bro. Good. Yeah. You go with the history these days. Yeah, yeah, good good shit, bro. Right. Spider gang history. So uh, this is the next one. So. Uh, all right, so, yep, that right there, you see that? That's the um, the great, the great, the great um, spider snake of um, China. So basically, what this one is is actually commentary on um, communist Russia. You see, the spider on top riding it is a Bolshevik Jew, and then underneath him is a, a gigantic snake that represents um, the Czar in Russia, and also um, Rup, um what's that his name? Rup, uh, Rasputin. Rasputin, yes. Rasputin and the fucking, um, that's, yeah, so this is like Russia and Rasputin and shit, and this is the Bolshevik Jews. Yeah. Controlling Russia. Dead on, once again, you know, yep. dead on with it. Um, yep. That's my only two tattoos. Yeah. So, what, what about the one? Yeah, that that was just Sharpie. No. <laughs> that, was, that was really just Sharpie. <laughs> fucking, in, in the great, the, the last question. <laughs> And the best question, and the most important question, now, like, you know, I'm assuming a lot of people watch this, you know, interview because they're inspired by you guys, you know what I mean? Looking for guidance in life, you can spread the good word. You know what I mean? Like, we just yes. talked about the interview, that's important. The you spread the good word. For the greats are good. So, the question everybody wants to know, that they're dying to know, how does one become a coochie man? You can't. It's just not. You're, you're either born with it or you're not. It's just, destiny. Yeah, like, you don't really choose this path. And if you knew anything about it, you wouldn't want it. Yeah. You wouldn't want this path. It's a curse. It's a curse. Being a coochie fiend? No. I'm a coochie monk. Coochie man. <laughs> you, you, like, you have, like, coochie withdrawals? No. This no. heavy stuff. 
No. I'm at Zen with the coochie. You're at Zen with the the coochie. Took the words out of my mouth. So, like, if you had to give up coochie or weed, what would it be? Coochie, obviously. I fuck with weed. I don't even (laughs) endorse, I don't even take, partake in coochie. That's what makes me the coochie man. See, I think that's the answer people were looking for. So, it's like, it's like a... I've revealed a little bit too much now, (laughs) and I think I might just, you know... I respect that decision, and um, yeah, I'm not answering anything else about the Kushi. Yeah, just a little too much. We gotta have a better protocol about these yeah. interviews going forward. Yeah, yeah, facts. No we gotta, we gotta have game. a playbook, you know. Yeah, I can't really do that. Just wow. giving game to everybody. It's too much game being given out, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. Well, since it's out there, now you know. Yeah. So, so can you say? Don't don't partake in the Kushi if you want to follow this righteous path. So now that um. We have both of you together on the podcast. I can continue down my road of trying to piece together the Spider Gang story. Because I've been asking you guys a lot of different questions on how this all came together and stuff like that. And now we got both of you talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, from what I know, you moved down to, you moved over to um, New York. You know what I mean? After Miami and shit. You moved down here from Woodstock. No. No, you moved over from Cal- from Cali, right? Yeah. So at what point, um, when Dillinger moved to New York, did you guys you guys didn't already know each other? Were you already affiliated with Spider Gang at all? I think I'm just not to go and answer this since he's the the o, the OG here. I'm, I'm the yeah, no, nah, whatever. Fucking, uh, I was out in California, and. uh a song that I believe was called. What the fuck was that song called? Something about Gigi Allen. <laughs> um, it was called like Glock. It had a Glock in the title. I want to say it was something gun related. Some Gigi Allen fucking thing. I don't know. Um, that shit came out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a, a person, a mutual friend of both of ours, by the name of uh, Slosher, who had shared that song on Instagram. And I was following. Slosher. I was following Slosher, and uh, shout listened, out Slosher. Shout out Slosher, yeah, shout out Slosher. Um, and so I listened to that song, and I was I don't know. I was like at that time, I was. This was much, much, much early, early on, prior to any of you know the current um, movements that have been happening within Spider Game. This was at a point where Spider Game had like just been started, um, officially. That is, like Spider Game officially got started, like, sort of like late 2018, early 2019, um, and when, when it was initially just me, Cube, A14, Black, Darky, Brumming, Salsa, and, um, I think that was it at the beginning. Yeah, that was, I think that was basically it. Um, and yeah, I heard that song, I was out in Long Beach, I came back to New York, I found his Instagram, hit you up to work went to your house, I played you beats for, like, three hours, and you didn't fuck with any of them. So then I went, and you just, like, put on Kingdom Hearts 3 and, like, just didn't talk to me the rest of the night. <laughs> and then, uh, I went home. And then I kind of just, like, oh, no, I was just, like, looking to fucking try again. So I pulled up again. And, like, a kind of similar thing happened. 
where uh, your guy CJ was there. Hope shot CJ as well. So CJ. CJ was making a beat that was lit, and I was making that wasn't that lit, and then nothing got made of my beats. <laughs> so, and then I went home, and then I came back a third time, and another person who I'm not going to name because the, honestly they don't really deserve. Yeah, nigga, not lit. Yeah, um, <laughs> was there, and he he was saying shit about how freestyling is whack. And I got into a big argument with him about how that he's wrong. And we kind of both just joined in and sort yeah. of blamed this kid. And that's kind, of, yeah. that's kind of where our friendship began. Yeah. We were both able to agree on that. And then slowly, you know, we just started just like, I don't know, just started just working out from that point forward. And then you got basically added to Spider-Man like not too long after this. Like, this, okay, to give context, how I remember it, at least like for me personally, this is around the time of like Darkie putting out 1983, putting out Holocaust. This is, like, super early, um, like, gunk rock might have just been formed at this point. Like, uh, you know, she was still very early on. Like, you know, the first few, like, videos, like, on the Spider Gang channel outside, like, you know, the early, early Brahmin videos were getting, like, up. This was, like, very early on, like, development of Spider Gang. So that, that, so then, from there, once you guys met and became good friends and shit, you guys just, did the music kind of click? Because it took you three times it, to I, really... I, honestly, how I would say it is, like, I think the music press hasn't even clicked to the fullest till recently. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we're still getting better and still getting more in sync as artists. But, um... Like, recently, I feel like... Yeah, recently we've been definitely... Like, the stuff on, like, this new project that's about to come out is definitely some of, like, our most, like, synced up, most clinked up shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've definitely been starting to, like, get, like, way more smooth and, like, natural and shit we've been making. And looking back on the older stuff we made from, like... Like, even, like, just, like, a year ago to now, the newer stuff is way more just, like, way more just stuff that, like, I can, I can't even explain it. It's just, like, shit, yeah. that, shit, shit that, like, I feel like I've been wanting to make, like, sh- like, my whole, like, my whole life. Shit that I wouldn't have made prior to, like, me and him being, like, disconnected. Yeah, I feel like also when I first met you, when we first started working... Like, we both come from very different orbits of, like, what we fuck with musically. Like, we both connected over rock music. We both have, like, a very deep love of rock music. But I think when it came to rap, like, your perspective on rap was just much different than mine was when I first met you. And um, when it came to literally listening and as well as making it. And um, so I learned a lot working with you. Because, like, when when I first met Dillinger... Like a, this is, I guess, sounds like some beat theory shit. When I first met Wendigo, all his beats had beats, like, all his beats had beat slides in them, like 808 yeah, slides. Nah, they, 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 I hate those. I hate 808 slides. But like, even even more so than that, it was like I didn't really have a concept of like what rappers were actually looking for because the only person that I'd really worked with like super in depth was Darky, and Darky's just down for whatever. Like, that man will hit fucking the most like stupid retarded fucking beats. Like he thrives on that. So, like, my overall understanding of just, like, what other people want was not there. And I didn't really know what actually, like, what, you know, was supposed to be, like, a good, like, a good beat to rap on. I knew what it could be could sound, like, to my ears. But I never worked with somebody else that had a much different ear than I did when it came to that until I met you. And I feel like I just learned a lot about, you know, dialing shit back and, like, just learning how to simplify things, get more focused, make things that are more concise. Because I think at that point I was from the most erratic, complex, like, intricate things, just because that's what I thought was cool. But, you know, I kind of, like, slowly have, like, moved away from that. And, you know, it, it took me, like, it took a while. Like, when it, I think when it comes to evolution in music, that always takes a while. Like, when you have something new right in front of you, you have to do that shit for, like, more than a year 
to really get into like the swing of it. And so I've known you now for about two years. And, you know, I think we've only on this latest album of ours, like, you know, we've probably had our moments and shit, but I think this coming album has the most moments in one place of like stuff that we've just made where it's like, yeah, we now fully like know what we're on. Yeah, no, super well-spoken, my friend. And also I want to say that likewise, I've like gained similar understanding of new worlds through Wendigo because before I met Wendigo, I didn't know that there was even a SoundCloud scene. I didn't know anything about any of this before I met him. So wait, wait, what did you move? Why did you move to New? You moving to New York? You didn't know when to go yet. No. Yeah, I didn't. So know what either. initially brought you here again? Well, I had already known people in the city, mm-hmm. just because um, I just had to, I just be around. So music so didn't just, bring you here at all. No, I did come here for music because I've been okay. doing I've been doing a lot of shows. So like. Two years ago, or even like a, even like up until like coronavirus started, I was doing like a shit ton of shows in, in New York, so like in the underground scene in New York, which I didn't understand was connected to the SoundCloud scene because like even though I had like a little bit of traction on SoundCloud, I just had done anything in real life up until that point. So I've always just met people in person, recorded songs like in studios and shit, or like you know at people's houses in person, like done shows. I pretty much just like did everything. Up until that point, just, like, me actually doing shows and meeting people and just, like, being, like, in the actual, like, underground scene in New York. Uh, there was, like, an underground punk scene in New York that I didn't realize was part of, like, a bigger punk movement until I met him and then saw all the shit that was going on on SoundCloud. Whereas I never really considered myself a person that was in the punk movement, but I guess, like, the kind of music that I was making, like, mm-hmm. was, like, aligns with that, um, with that ideology. Maybe that ideology just is what rap is right now. Just like how trap came through and all of a sudden everything was trap. I don't know. But there were, that shit was going on even back then. Remember like one of the first shows I did in New York City? I headlined a show at Cameron Nazi. Mm-hmm. At, the, at, um, at the same place where I actually did my last show in New York City. The Living Gallery. That's funny. Yeah. I did a show there at Cameron Nazi. And there was probably like 100 people there. And then the last show I did there with um, Spider Gang. People were there probably think, like 500. Maybe like 300. Like 300? Yeah. As many people could possibly fit in that place. Yeah, it's a packed out show. Yeah, like 300 people over there. So it was like definitely like way more people. Yeah. But, um, nah, definitely just like, I didn't know anything about SoundCloud or any like of the shit that was going on besides what I had actually seen in person, which was the shit that was happening in Miami and the shit that happened, that was happening in New York. So how were you distributing your music if you weren't really hip to SoundCloud? What were you just, putting it on? I was just uploading it on SoundCloud. I just had a SoundCloud account. Oh, so you just, didn't, just, you just weren't aware there was, like, a big scene that was a big no, culture involved. No, people would just be commenting on my shit, and I just thought that was just, like, something people just did. I would just go on SoundCloud, I'd pick a song that I made, and I would just upload that shit on SoundCloud. And then, like, people would hit me up on, like, Instagram to do shows. I will pull up places. People would, like, fly me out places sometimes. I will do a fucking show. In like Florida or like you know somewhere else, and then I fucking go back to Bridgeport or to you know Maine and just um, keep you know praising the Lord. And uh, yeah, I feel like because you said um, you know when to go kind of introduce you to the punk scene and stuff out here, and you you music well, kind of found. Scene. I won't even really call it a punk scene. Well, it's like kind of like a a if if you look at the history of punk and hip hop, it kind of makes sense that. They're kind of people enjoy both of them. People, you know what I mean. People, I suppose they, they're here, they're, they're I'm mixing. Not to, I'm not here to speak on that. Your lawyer doesn't advise it. 
No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm not here to speak on that. I don't know what the fuck that shit is, but I know, yeah. He introduced me to the SoundCloud scene, all the shit that's going on on SoundCloud right now, you know. Yeah, like that specific SoundCloud yeah. scene, because there's a fuckload of SoundCloud scenes. Yeah, a couple SoundCloud scenes, exactly. And especially right now. I feel like right now the SoundCloud scene has been split very much yeah. in the past six months. What I, have, what I have noticed is that the bigger we grow as artists and the more Spider Game grows, um, the more the fucking, that all these different SoundCloud scenes, even the past generational ones, seem to merge together into one thing. Like, I feel what, like, even, like, like the mainstream, like, the top-tier people, like, what all that shit really is, it's just, like, a compilation of everyone that's gotten big enough to merge into this, like, one, like, perennial scene. And, like, as we kind of, like, Spider Games kind of, like, gotten bigger and expanded, I just keep seeing, like, more different, like, scenes just keep, like, coming into orbit with ours. And then it's just, like, one big scene, like, kind of like that. But then there's still other niches and scenes that are just completely, like, unrelated to us that just exist where they are. Yeah. But like certain scenes died too, and just like you know, shit like that be happening, I guess. But yeah, I mean, back when I first entered the scene, quote unquote, yeah, I mean, shit was way different. Like the names that, because that's really what it, I would say. What the scene is, it's not so much like actually like a musical scene anymore. It's more just like a list of names you repeatedly see. Exactly. And so when I first came in, the names that I repeatedly saw are mostly gone now. And then there's tons of new ones that have surpassed the people from back then. Tons of new ones that the have few, just sprung out. The few names that make it that stay around, though, are, legends, are admittedly yeah. legends. They're, they're legends. Just, no, they're, they're, they're good. They're yeah. people who they're are good. around. And shit. Yeah, now there's yeah. people I know who are around. But, like, you know, back when I first started listening to SoundCloud music, this was, like, 2017. And I, I feel like I was late to the game. And um, back then, like, most – and I granted, who I knew back then was somewhat similar but also somewhat different. But, this, yeah, the overall circle that I was seeing every day – is like I would say seventy five to eighty percent gone now. Like they can even still just be around, but they're just not relevant to the same degree anymore. Like they don't have the same kind of say, the same kind of name repeating power. Like you might see their name every once in a while, but back then it was like they're repeated. When you go on the explore page, their names repeated. Yeah, it's well, it's hard. It's so hard to stay fucking relevant in music. Music is one of the most like the hardest things to just like stay up in. Like no, that you can be here today and gone tomorrow so fucking quick. I feel like that is true to a degree, but only if the music you're making isn't something that, like, people aren't really enjoying like that. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like when I first started putting out music, people would listen to my songs for, like, a week or two, and then I stopped listening to them. But now, I haven't really put a song on in, like, four months, and, like, I'm consistently getting the most plays I've ever gotten, like, every month. So I feel like when you start making better music, people just start playing it more. And just start getting better over time. Like a lot of my favorite songs are songs that I heard years and years ago. Yeah. Oh, Sam, you gotta make something that resonates with somebody. Yeah, yeah. you make classics. You start making classics, and they start sounding better as they age. You know, songs that age good. Because you go back and you listen to like people's songs, and you're just like from like back in the day, and you're just like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't really fuck with this. But some people you go back and listen to their shit, and you're like, damn, this shit is fire. And it's just like when you have like an, an idea of like who you are and your identity. Then like that's just just like more consistent over time. Yeah. No, most definitely. You guys said um originally you guys bonded over rock music. Mm-hmm. Um and I know we're going to the studio tomorrow and we're gonna record some of the performances. You said you wanna do a rock song. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna do um I'm gonna do a rock song. So like and you also said you guys are starting to get better at making music and this is your best effort. Do you feel like it's kind of like Throughout learning each other, you guys kind of went back on the first thing you kind of bonded on. 
I don't think we ever really got too much away from it. I think we just, um, I think we started just, like, actually, like, honestly, I don't even, I don't want to say that we did anything different, or that there was even, like, a, a thought, like, a cognitive thought or a cognitive decision that we were just like, yeah, we're just going to start, like, making, like, the best shit ever. Yeah. I just remember, like, after my last mixtape came out, I was talking to Wendigo and one other person, I think it was Darky on, like, FaceTime about the project. And they're just like, yeah, no, we love it, you know, like, everything's fired, nothing, nothing wrong at all. And then they were just like, I wonder what it would be like if you had taken like a little bit more time to work on this though. And then I was just like, huh, I wonder what that would be like. So um, then I was just like, yeah, I just decided that I wanted to like kind of like put like my best effort into something, like and really just like sit down for a while and try to like come up with something that was like well rounded. And then I feel like also like Wendigo, I've just been like practicing guitar a lot more. And it's, like, playing a lot more. It's kind of, like, making me play a lot more guitar as well. So I feel like that also, like, heavily, like, influenced the, a lot of the direction on this album because, like, a lot of the beats that he's been giving me are just, like, way more complex now because he's just, like, he's just trying to, like, I don't know. He's just fucking with, fucking with the, the music. It's more. Yeah. So, I'm, Damn. I gotta hear this album. Is it is it gonna be like a lot of rock influence on it? Like you said, you're having fun more at the same time. So like, what? I'm just I'm not trying to make you give away too much. I know you got the album under wraps. You want me to answer this one? Yeah. All right. So there's like an overall trend I feel like within Spider Gang right now. This is with us as well, but this is also outside of us where. I was talking with MK about this when I was out in California last time. And um, when I first started making beats, I wasn't really interested in playing the guitar, for example, because I had been doing that for a long time. Like, I'd spent, I still, to this day, spent more time just, like, being in bands and, like, playing guitar exclusively than I have making beats. And um, that's what most of my life was spent doing. So, same with, you know, MK, some of, like, you know, you... Like, you know, people in, there's people in Spider-Gang who have had much more extensive histories in instruments than, like, computers. And so, I was talking about MK about it and how, like, we were both just, like, bored of making shit with instruments when we first got into it because that, it was just, like, this new thing. It's like, oh, synths and 808s and, you know, computer-generated sounds. It's all, like, a new thing, though. So, it's exactly. this fun experiment. But now, as we've all been around a bit longer, I think we've all, like, just, A, gotten better at, like, the rap shit. But I think we've all accepted more that, like, it's not so much about raps, it's about, like, music. And exactly. I feel like, um, with the current project we made, yeah, it wasn't so much, like, a conscious effort to, like, make anything better, but it's back to us saying earlier about how, like, it takes a little while to develop new things. Like, if you're gonna try a lot of genres at once, you have to develop each of those individually, and we didn't necessarily do that. We've just been doing, as a group, we've just been doing different things, like, slowly over the past few years. It's not like, you know, like, nobody in Spider Gang, so far at least, has, like, dedicated a whole time to just, like, a straight rock album or, like, a straight, like, jungle drum and bass album or something. But, like, we've all just, like, slowly been making these things over time, and now I think we're, like, we're just more confident at those things. If you listen to Swamp, you know, Swamp has, like, that's, like, the first Darky project that doesn't necessarily, not the first one to feature full rock songs, but it's the first one that, in my opinion, features full rock songs that are, like, mixed well, that actually have, like, some good production value, and that actually, like, don't just sound like they were, like, made shittily because we just didn't know what we were doing. Like, I think if you look at something like This Does Not Exist, when I listen to that album, there's two songs, Move Because You Can 
and I'm Gonna Stop Doing Drugs. And those were our first, like, two, like, real punk songs we put on any album. And those were both two good songs, but compared to The Kids Are All Retarded, those just sound way more demo-y and, like, more, like, just, like, juvenile. They're not quite as, like, put together as we didn't know what we were doing. And I think, yeah, there's been no kind of conscious effort or conscious thought about it. We've just been sort of accumulating, like, these new ideas over this long period of time and just been trying them for a long period of time. And now it's, like, you know, the first time you sit down to make, like, a boom-bat beat, it might have a really good idea behind it, but you're just not going like, to necessarily know how to actually properly execute it until you've done that for a while, and that goes for anything. Like, you have to, like, learn how to just execute shit better just through practice. And so on the current Dillinger album, there is, like, a few different sounds going on, and these are things that I'm sure if we had tried earlier would not have been as good, and I'm sure we'll try them again in the future and they'll be way better. But, like, right now, they're just, like, the most developed that we have just because, like, we've been doing this for longer. Like, this has been now, like, a two-year thing. It hasn't just been, like, six months or whatever. Like, as long as we just met, you know, we've been, we've made a lot of songs now, just a lot more. Yeah, exactly. and there's a lot more to come. Exactly. And I just want to say, too, listen to Swamp, because that shit is fucking... Yeah, Swamp is a great really album. Mm-hmm. Shout out Darky. I know he told me that he's going to talk to you, so I'm not going to go too much into his shit, which I like real or fucking anything. Yeah. Like. I was talking to him on the phone yesterday. He told me he wasn't going to talk to you, but... Um, yeah, I'm trying to get out to L.A. ASAP yeah. and just hoping but they don't shut down. Listen to fucking Swamp. That's my favorite Darky album by far, like, up to this point. And I'm really fucking with that album a lot. Especially, like, I feel like every time a new video comes out, too, for that album, that's nothing. The album that I'm about to put out... Almost like every song has a video, like a music video. Like the video that we're actually going to do tomorrow is going to be special because it's going to be the video for that song. It's going to be, like be my first live music video for any song. Yeah. So it's cool to share that moment with you. Word, so, bro. I appreciate you, know. you letting me do it, man. It's a, it's an honor to be able to do this stuff with you guys, for nah, real. It's going to be sick. But um, fucking, nah, yeah, I just... Definitely, fuck, bro. I just kind of lost my train of thought a second now. Oh, yeah, no, nah, the music videos, yeah. So every time I see a new music video come out for um, Swamp, I just kind of, like, it kind of almost is, like, has me, like, listen to the album again. But it kind of also makes me feel like the album is, like, new again. Like, every time a new music video comes out for Swamp, it feels like the video, like, the album is just, like, dropping again and again and again. And I feel like that's the same idea that I had in mind when I set out to making this album. Like, a lot of the songs are, like, visually based. So when you first hear the album... You're going to be, like, listening to songs, and you're kind of going to be hearing things in songs that, like, may or may not make sense to you. You might just think, like, oh, it's just some random sound or something like that. But then when the videos come out, and you start seeing how sounds line up to things in the videos, it's going to be like, oh, it's kind of like, you know. So it's like, it'll be, like, more, like, it'll be, like, refreshing. So it'll be, like, listening to it again and just, like, kind of just, like, keep, you keep getting, like, little pieces and shit. And all the videos, too, are also, like, all different. Like, none of the videos are the same. Yeah. I didn't just, like, go out with the camera and just, like, get a bunch of guys with guns and, like, just jump around. Even though I did do that <laughs> one time, though. One time yeah. I did go out with the camera and get a bunch of guys with guns and get them jumping around. Just one time. You, you just got to have one of those yeah, in the belt, you know yeah, what nah, I mean? you got to have one of those in the, because that's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, keep it real <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. But, now nah, all the videos are different. I tried to really get outside the box with this one. Just, like, pay homage to a lot of that I fuck with. Like, Night of the Living Dead. And just, like, you know what I'm saying? Um fucking Kanye shit, Kanye 88 Keys, um, I'm trying to think what else did I fuck with on this album, no, oh yeah, Mr. Robot by accident, but yeah, Mr. Robot's a show that we like to watch, but um, not yeah, so, a lot of the music videos from this project are gonna like, also help like, 
translate the vision across better than I could say it. With you make more complex music and you're going with more of a rock direction in certain songs, how does a song like that come together? Like a song like The Kids Are Always Harder or a song like you guys are, you know, kind of doing with you, like your more rock thing. song. Like the Kids Are Always Harder in that song in particular, I mean, songs can come from an infinite number of places and, um, you know, so for like that song in particular, like there was like a very like direct reason for that song. Like literally we made that song in one night where we were just like out getting food and we ran into some kids that like darky like just mutually like knew through someone else, like younger kids. And uh, we had just a like, retarded conversation with them. And they were just acting retarded. And that's cool with their kids. And so we just like went back to the fucking garage and uh, we just said, let's just make a punk song. And like, you know, we just sat down over the laptop and just set up the fucking guitars the bass and the banjo and the fucking harmonica and a bunch of instruments and like fucking shakers and shit just made the song now, you know and that was the exact same process that went into say like a song like Disintegrate where it was like that was like I just kind of like sat there and made that beat and then Darkie put the vocals on it and it's all just kind of like done real fast like most of the songs that are we make are made the same way even if they have different things on them like the rock song we're going to record tomorrow was made the same way as like the not rock songs on your album to a T. It was just like, let's just have the idea. We just did it. It wasn't so much like, uh, you know, you have some different cables and some different things in your hands that you're holding when you make those songs. But outside of that, like, at least for me, I think it's like the same thing. I think all music is very fluid. Do you feel like there's something more fulfilling, more special about making a song like that? Like sitting down with the artists and taking out a bunch of different instruments and really composing something like that, kind of like the way you guys are working now, even like you just said, not on the rock shit, as opposed to just sending beats over to somebody? It definitely gives me a way more juvenile satisfaction to, like, sit and play out a rock song with my buddy than it does to um, sit down and, like, press some, like, keys and make a beat and then hit it. Just because I come from a place of, like, playing instruments as a kid and then, like, also, like, wanting to be, like, a fucking, like, r rock musician or, like, an instrumentalist, but, um, I definitely still do get satisfaction for both, though, but just, it definitely does make me feel more like, like, more like, that more, like, like I said, juvenile satisfaction, just like, you know, like, yeah, like, just like, fucking, like, you know, you're just playing the guitar with your buddy and you got some kind of bad PBRs, you know? Yeah, I feel there's, like, there's more expression you can, it's, like, sort of, like, a weird, like, paradox, because when you're making music on a computer, you are completely, like, unlimited in what kind of sounds you could use. Like, you can use whatever the fuck you want. That's, that's kind of, like, to me, like, the real beauty of music in the 21st century is that we live in a time where, like, shit on the... Like, back, you know, 60 years ago, like, the radio had, like, a very select, like, number of instruments you hear on it. It had, like, guitars, basses, drums, vocals, maybe a fucking organ, like, a Mellotron, and shit like that. Like, nowadays, it's just, like, you can have a song... Like, for example, like, like you know... Like, Pop Smoke has tons of songs like violins and 808s and shit. Yeah. But then you also have songs that just have, like, a sample of, like, some dude in, like, a Target, like, yelling at someone. And like, even in the early 2000s, you could only sample shit you can get your holds up on. In the 90s and the early 2000s and the 80s, you could only sample shit that you could get your hands on. Like, actually, physically. Like, you'd have to have, actually have, like, a, like, a, like, a vinyl or, like, some shit, you know, to, like, sample some shit. But now you can just go on the internet and just sample anything. Yeah. yeah, so, like, the paradox of it, basically, is that, like, because you can do everything so unlimited, 
there's still a lot of limitations in what you can do. Like, for example, if you have, like, a synthesizer on, like, your computer that's, like, not physical synthesizer, like, it's going to be limited by, like, just, like, the actual, like, code that was written to create that program. And that goes for, like, literally anything digital. So, like, you know, with just Ableton or Logic, whatever the fuck you use by itself, you can make more sounds. But with, like, a guitar, you can express those sounds way more, like, deep. Like, you can, the way you play a guitar is just going to, like, completely alter between people to people. Like, how I touch a guitar, how he touches a guitar, how anybody touches the guitar literally is just different. Like, the way any guitar player plays is unique to them. And that comes down to any instrument. So making music more with just, like, stuff, like, with guitars, with actual synths, with, like, just fucking percussion and that shit around, I do, like, I prefer that. I think there's always going to be a place, and there's always, like, a good reason a lot of times to just be able to make something on your laptop. So, like, a lot of times, you know, like, we're just, like, on the go. Like, I'll just, like, be on, like, a plane or something. It's, like, I can't just, like, bust out a guitar and, like, a bunch of fucking yeah. maracas and shit. I'd get thrown off the shit. But, like, you know, if you're in a situation where you happen to be, like, have, like, the the opportunity to use more instruments and have more, like, physical things to play with. I just prefer that. But I think, yeah, it comes down to how I grew up, and I think it just comes down to, like, it feels more, like, natural. Like, it's way more like you. Yeah. You kind of feel like you just said, like you just said earlier, you can kind of express yourself better. Yeah. Through something physical. You think, yeah. you feel like the same goes for kind of, I noticed you have an Akai over there, kind of from making beats. You kind of, you kind of, you do, drums on that i or? haven't actually used that thing in probably about four like three or four years it oh for really fucked up screen but i do have other like th- like i have uh, this thing at op1 is what it's called i've been using that recently i heard um, of that yeah it's it's, it's it's a much smaller like kind yeah. of different setup to like what like an akai can do it's basically it's like it's like a whole dodge like in like a box basically um yeah i have some synths that i just fuck around i just bought a new synth yesterday um i don't know like, i think that using that shit like the workflow is still like basically the same it just had like you, you just do more with your hands like i feel like music how i grew up was always like a dexterity thing like playing guitars like a dexterity thing like, you yeah know, you have to work on your hands the actual like, ability to move to your fingers and play and things. Hold notes down and when you're with big hands are always like way more skilled at guitar yeah and people you know who just like actually like just practice like it, it just like literally like, you know the coordination between like your right hand and your left hand that's like the actual skill like how you like how good you are with your movement of know. those two is like actually how good you are but um with like a computer you know anybody can do the same shit as you if they just know like precisely what you clicked like and just like what you turned up and turned down and shit so I think they're like I don't know for me it's like so like the other point I'm just like learning how to like, make more focused beats and shit I do enjoy making like beats that are really fun to rap on like, beats that are more just like geared towards having vocals on it but even with that being said my favorite thing to put on a beat is a guitar solo, which is about the most counterintuitive thing to put on a beat, to yeah. have someone rap on it. Yeah. It's hard. It's rare you'll find rappers that can make a song that can include them rapping as well as a guitar solo. Because a guitar solo on a beat is literally what he just said. It's like the most opposite thing you can have on, like, a rap beat. It takes up all the space. Yeah. So, like, if you're, not, like, yeah. if you're not a good rapper, it's going to be hard as fuck for you to even, like, exist on a track. Let alone make like a good track that can incorporate a guitar solo in a way where it actually flows into a song. Because what I noticed with rap is a lot of people make songs that are supposed to be like rock, rap, fusion, but like it'll just sound like too much of one thing. It'll be like too much rock or too much rap or it'll sound crude. But like if you can make like an actual like smooth, like you know what I'm saying, like well flowing song that incorporates both like the use of like instrumentation and rapping, that's when you start making the kind of music that like 
I've actually moved forward onto like on this project. Like, I want to get back to like doing like shows and like being able to like come out to a show with a live band and like you know singers and shit like that and actually have people there where I can like perform these songs in person because they flow in such a smooth way where like I don't need to like play them out of speakers. I can just have instruments there. You don't need no vocal backtrack. Yeah, I have like actual females there. You know, singing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we practiced and shit. Like, we're going to fucking practice before we play tomorrow. But, like, yeah. Like, actually, like, being able to do things physically, I feel like that shit is just, like, way more... Like, you're not just rapping over your own MP3 type yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. Your own WAV file. I'm still going to be doing that all the time. But I love doing that. I love fucking pulling up to a show and screaming over a pre-recorded version of myself and just being, like, super retarded and, like, you know, jumping in the crowd and shit. That's just mad fun. But I'm trying to start doing more serious shows to where people, like... People might not be fucking screaming the whole time. It'd be dope to have a mix of that, I want to do a show where people are, like, silent. You know? I feel like that's something you guys can really do because, like, you know, I, I see the artistry and in, in the value in going to a show where you see people actually playing the music and, you know, they're not using vocal backtracks. You know what I mean? You, you can actually hear well, them I mean, going over just their voice. But I also show. like that when you say you go over just the pre-recorded shit and just scream and jump in the crowd. When you look at a show, everyone's always so focused on the crowd. I mean, on the niggas on the stage that no one looks at the crowd. When you go to a show and you look at the crowd, nine times out of ten, they're not even paying attention to what the fuck is going on. If you go to a show and you see a crowd but the crowd is fucking silent, and the niggas on stage are doing shit. Yeah. Like, when you watch, like, old videos of, like, Eddie Van Halen playing solos, it'll be a stadium with, like, 100,000 motherfuckers in it. And you won't be able to... You can hear a fucking pin drop. Because everyone's just, like, fucking waiting on what's going to come next. And that's what I want niggas to do when I, on, on my next shows. And fucking... When I pull up to do these songs, you know, from this project, like, I want niggas to be fucking silent. Like, waiting for the beautiful sounds that are going to come from the stage next. Not just, like, blindly expressing just, like, fucking, like, rage or, you know, whatever the fuck. But rage is cool, too, though. We're gonna, there's time for rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's rage, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm I get what you're well. saying. But, yeah, I, like, I want to bring forth, like, the other side that I feel like isn't, like, tapped into as much. Like, I feel people tapped into rage OD. People are so angry. And this whole generation is just, like, mad, like, fucking anger and just, like, everyone just so at each other's throats. Like, oh, fuck Trump. Fuck Biden. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck you. I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the head. I'm gonna shoot you in the head. Like, I want to bring forth, like, that other, like, sound part of people. Because that part's deadly, too. But, like, niggas don't really, like, be, like, bringing that part out. Like, the, yeah. the other side. Like, that sound rage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, like the beauty part of passion. I feel like passion's kind of, like, starting to die out. Like, Why do you like, feel like people are so angry now? Because I get what you're saying. Like, you think it's just the way the world's going? They've always been angry. People have always you been think angry it's just now. More, you think it's just more out there now because the, the internet? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think you know, in a lot of ways, actually, the world can even be, like, less angry than it used to be in some ways. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of like, people are actually like, far too passive nowadays. I feel, I feel like, true. I feel, I feel like, um, maybe I'm seeing that, or other people are seeing that, too, just because the internet can spotlight certain shit. People Back just when the don't. Vietnam War happened, a, a dude burned himself alive. To protest the yeah. war. When's the last time somebody burned themselves alive in the 21st century? That ever happened? People I, just go I, with the not flow. To, not, to my, not to my knowledge. People just go with the flow. Everyone yeah. just goes with the flow. No one thinks for themselves. Just want to bring back people's thinking. It's like not cool to think anymore. Yeah. Wow, the anger is definitely way more out in the open. I thought the internet is just like a thing that, like, because I know something about myself. Like, me personally, fuck anyone else. Like, you know, it's about me. Like, when I feel bad about myself or I feel down about something, the first thing I do 
is go on my fucking phone and I go I'm, I, I go to hop on Twitter or I go to hop on Instagram and just post something. Because that immediate, like, whatever the fuck it is, dopamine release or the self-esteem boost, whatever it does, for some reason, my mind, when I feel bad, I just go to hop on the internet. I go to hop on Twitter and say, fuck this or fuck that or do some shit like that. And I feel like I've grown, like, way better, like, especially like this in the, within the last year. I stopped myself from doing that. And not like be doing shit that anymore. But I noticed that whenever I do hop on Twitter or Instagram, I usually instantly get in a bad mood because that's all that people use those platforms for now. It used to be where you go on Twitter or Instagram, you're going to see art and people are trying to connect and like push like new ideas forward. But now when I go on Twitter or Instagram, all I see people expressing how angry they are. And I think that people have grown worse at actually communicating with each other, especially with this like coronavirus shit. People are starting to grow further apart, but we're all also also growing closer together because of the internet. The internet's like, it really is like a double-edged sword. Like... It draws people closer together, but somehow still, like, shows, like, how people are actually that far apart. It, it makes people smarter, but it also makes some people dumber, depending on how you use it. Like, it's a double-edged sword pretty much for, like, everything, if you really think about it. Like, there's a positive, like, a stark contrast, like, in posit- positive and negative for, like, every subject when it comes to the internet. I don't know if I really worded that correctly in the way I wanted to, but, like, those are just kind of examples. Because, like, if you're smart and you have the internet, like, look at these, look at how smart, like, some of these young-ass kids are now because they grew up with the internet. And, like, if they want to answer, they can just, like, find it in, like, 10 seconds right on their phone. When, like, as opposed to maybe when we we were younger, you had to go to, like, the library or some shit, or you didn't just have your phone in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like, people are becoming, like, smarter, quicker. Like, the people who are just generally smart are becoming smarter quicker, and the people who are just generally not that smart are just watching World Star videos all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. No, 100%, 100%. Um, no, I'd have to agree with you. So, like, the, the greatest and the worst thing for, like, humanity, I feel like, at the same time. Yeah, I feel like the internet definitely has also exposed the need for people to just, like, start doing new things. Because now that people are just realizing that you can just, like, pull your phone out and be instantly great at so many things, the desire to compete in those fields and become great in those things is starting to shrink. So it's like people are going to inherently have to start, like, making new things to be great at, things that are more difficult than just, like, having to memorize some information real quick, things you can't just become great at by pulling your phone out. Like, you can't just pull your phone out and become great at fucking playing guitar. You can do that over a period of time, but you got to practice over, like, a long period of time you're using your phone, of course, but yeah, like over a long period of time, you can gain skill at practicing. So that's like an actual, like something like an actual skill. I feel like more things like that are gonna start coming back. Yeah, no facts. Like you think about it too, like with like the internet and like your phone and shit. Like think about like like how much, it's just it, it's influenced like literally everything, like every fabric, every fabric of society, including music. Like look at like artists today. Like how many artists out today, like wouldn't have an opportunity if it wasn't, like, for the internet and their phone. Like, you used to have to, like, look for a label or someone to sign you. Now you got a phone and the internet, like, you're up. You know what I mean? You used to have to try to flag down a taxi. Now you can call an Uber, like, any time of the night. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of, like, changed every fabric of society. I don't know. It's wild. Oh. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's called so Classic happy. Interview number 42. Um, He's so fucking Follow us at KOTClassicOfficial.com. Peace.